Welcome to Sudbury Scrub, a 40k podcast for the Sudbury community, season 5. And continuing the Sudbury Spotlight series today, I am being joined by another one of the newcomers. I'm going to call you guys the new kids on the block. Uh, Dan failed to give you guys a team name, so Eric, you're going to end up having a chance. I am joined today by Eric Hamelin. I believe you, you're one of the Sturgeon Fall guys, eh? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Sturgeon Falls, but uh, I live in Sudbury right now. Awesome. So, uh, Eric, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. Um, so I know you had attended Salt Fist 2020. Uh, I remember you were originally signed up for the BPO, and then we had to change things around, and thankfully you were able to still make it to that one. So that was fantastic. Um, we got a whole bunch of new folks in here, a bunch of you guys that are part of that Sturgeon Falls crew. So I'd love for you to tell us about yourself Tell us about where you're from, what what got you here, you know, who's in your regular gaming group. Give us an idea of who you are. Okay, well, my name's Eric. Um, I grew up in Sturgeon Falls. Uh, then I ended up, I started an electrical apprenticeship in Sudbury. So I ended up moving here and I've been here ever since 2007. Um, my main group for 40K is uh, Gavin Peterson, Dan St. Louis, uh, Mir and uh, Ron Perot. He hasn't been out to any of the tournaments or anything yet there, but he generally plays with us as well. Nice. Well, I hope and, uh, we'll be able to see him sometime. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't come out to one of the other tournaments, but uh, you know how it is, life and stuff there. So. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It, this year kind of uh, happens a little bit in spades. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I started back in like seventh edition. I never really had an army of my own. So my buddy Gavin, he had a few different setups. Like he had an orc army, an Eldar, a Chaos, and Tyranid, stuff like that. So I would just grab one and kind of play with it. And that's how I kind of got into it. So I ended up playing. I took his Chaos army and ran with that for a bit. Tried Tyranids. And then it was going into eighth edition. I decided to pick up my own army and... I kind of liked Space Wolves, the whole Viking lore and all that stuff like that. So I ended mm-hmm. up buying that, and that's the army I'm running with right now. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. You, you, so you actually got a, a pretty good hand on things before having to really kind of p- commit to putting dice, uh, putting uh, cash down on stuff. You got a friend that really allowed you to explore things. Yeah, he was really pushing at me to try and get into it, and I was like hemming and hawing at first, but then I played a few games and I started getting into it, and then read through the rule book got the codex started making my own army and stuff like that and just ran with it but yeah i was fortunate enough he had a variety so i actually got to experience a few different things yeah that's cool that's great so uh definitely the the game has quite shifted from seventh edition oh yeah it's drastically different drastically <laughs> different now um and i know for myself I've, i get some old edition syndrome happening a lot but uh now i find that's mostly for between 8th and ninth, just because the difference between 7th and 8th was uh, a monumental shift. Now it's mostly, I find, to the missions, which is fantastic. I think it's it's resulted in a lot of really good gameplay, um, and it's not... The actual mechanics themselves are working pretty similarly to 8th, so it's not that bad a transition there. Yeah, exactly. It's just a slight... But basically just rule tweaking here and there, more or less, from what I've seen. Yeah. I've only had a couple of games in ninth. I haven't fully got, dove into it yet there, but... Okay, actually, that leads perfectly into my next question there of uh, how much experience have you had with Ninth? Oh, uh, it was mostly, um, well, the uh, the Salt Fest. That was pretty much the first time playing it. And then I've, I think I've only had one other game since then, really. But uh, I was 
mostly I was waiting because I knew the new codex was coming out, so I was waiting to see so I could actually like update my army and play with the new things because I got the just the Space Marine one. It's it's kind of half and half. It's more or less some of my units are in that book, some of them are, and then they just put the FAQ supplement out, and then I had to basically run with that kind of deal. But uh, my new codex is out in a couple weeks, so I'm hoping to get a few games in sometime before the tournament anyways. Nice. Um, you know what? You're actually the first Space Wolf player that I've spoken with since publishing this other vid, uh, this other um, podcast episode where I chatted with uh, this this one guy. He, he's uh, an excellent, excellent Space Wolf player named William, uh, Billy Backhurst. Did you, were you able, did you end up hearing that one? Did that uh, help no, at all? No? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. If you yeah. listen to it, let me know if it helped because it's something I tend to do. I, I'm What I really would like would be to uh, make it that whenever a new codex comes out, that I get a chance to speak with somebody that's like really in the weeds with it, that's really involved with that army. So that way I can hopefully provide some of the some uh, useful commentary on it, right? Not just yeah. talk about like, oh, here's my thoughts. Because like, I don't I don't play Space Wolves. I don't know them. I want to speak Someone with somebody with some that context knows. that like uh, say something on nerf or buff, they can actually give you some input on how it's actually working now or yeah, just exactly. basically even like, uh, like, yes, the whole thing, stratagems, chapter, tactics, all that stuff. Yeah, so like Billy's telling me here that, hey, wow, I'm really excited to use things like Thunder Wolves and I'm really excited to use uh, some of these the up-powered dreadnoughts and stuff like that. So are, are any of those things, things that, that you're hoping to be able to uh, kind of lay down on the field coming up? Yeah, uh, well, even at Saltfest, I had a group of Thunderwolf Cavalry. I'm planning to bring them again. Well, they with uh, they got tweaked a bit, so they have an extra wound now. Then there's that whole, um, what is it? The storm shield change. So it's now instead of a three plus and four, it's a four plus and well. So they got a little bit of a nerf with that, but then they got the extra wound, so they got a bit more survivability. Mm-hmm. But the main thing I've seen is um, they can advance and charge now. Oh, so it huge. gives me more options to actually run out there on the field and get in closer a bit earlier, hopefully. Because originally I had to do, uh, was it Saga of the Hunter on yeah. my Warlord and kind of run him with them so then they could hopefully advance and charge as well. Yeah. So. Well, man, advan- if you haven't been able to experience the joy of just intrinsic advance and charge, uh, you are going to be in for a real treat once you start using that. And even with that, that's another thing that I noticed from what Billy had sent me. Uh, if you already had the intrinsic advance and charge, that same saga now makes it that you can also fall back in charge. Oh, yes, I've seen that as well. Yeah, you can, yeah. It is It is bonkers good. So I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun with that come Salt Fest. So, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, you know, what faction you tend to play at the Green Demon. Uh, so obviously Space Wolves here. Uh, so yes. what was it? Because I know you're telling me you like the Viking look and stuff like that. Uh, anything else that really drew you into playing Space Wolves? Uh, not really. I'd seen, like, um, I used to watch YouTube videos just to kind of get, like, pointers and stuff like that. Like, some people for strategies, some just for army builds, uh, general context. I remember seeing a few of those that kind of drew me in or whatever. But I was, since I was mostly playing Chaos Space Marines at the time, I was just trying to s- more or less stay in that kind of ballpark, you know, like a Marine-based kind of army. Mm-hmm. But, um... Because was it my, well, like, Dan had Death Guard, then Matt had uh, 
Dark Angels and stuff like that. Then my buddy Gav had Ultramarines and um, what's that one? I believe it's Black Legion, the one with yeah. Abaddon. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, Black yeah, Legion anyway. is actually yeah, that, so that's the, the Chaos that Marines well, I play. So I was just trying to pick something a little bit different. Then I'm like, oh, they're kind of like a combat centric army. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll give them a shot. And they worked out for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, tournament was like, yeah, one one, tied one, and then lost the last one. But it's like I've had some games where I'm literally just running around the field trying to get in the combat with them. There's nothing they can do about it. But it's we, more or less, yeah. I just I, I've liked Vikings for a while or whatever. So I just. That was just kind of the theme I was going for, and it's it's a good army to me. Wait a second, you you tied a ninth edition game? Uh, the second my second or oh no, I lost by like one point. Sorry. Oh man, yeah. I was going to say I I actually haven't yet heard of somebody tying a ninth edition game because just the the way the points work right now is just so so yeah. hard to get a tie. And I was gonna, oh man, I was I was gonna gush yeah. on you. Well, I was, was gonna say you, the time. I, it was yeah, almost caught in that there. Yeah, the one first one point. I won. Just I just won oh. at the last turn, and then the second one I almost tied, but he ended up getting points in the end. And then, oh yeah, man, I lost bad against Matt. So <laughs> that those those kinds of games just make you go. They make you think over the entire game. Like how could I have gone one or two mm-hmm. more points? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of factors too, though. It's like even just the terrain was different um the style of play like going from i went from a tyranid army to a necron army to a dark angels army they're just they play differently so absolutely that's it so and and that's it it's about kind of trying to adapt your strategy for each one because they each play the game radically different from each other yes exactly so are you going to this event are are you aiming for improving your record at this um or is there another reason that you're wanting to attend the grinning demon I mostly just play for fun, but if I can win, bonus. Well, I don't have any hard feelings about that, but uh, mostly just trying, playing against different armies, trying out different strategies, just meeting new people, having some fun, more or less. That's it. Nice. Hey, you know yeah. what? It it gives us an opportunity to meet a whole lot of people that we don't normally get a chance to. Like, we're mm-hmm. a pretty big geographical area. Uh, oh, yeah. There are a bunch of players that I only see like Sean Mulder. I, so I did an interview with him and that it, it actually kind of got screwed up. <laughs> so I have to re-interview him. But I was saying with him that uh, the only time I really think I ever see him is at a tournament, which is kind of a shame, but I mean, at least I get to see him then. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So what would you say is the biggest thing uh, working in your favor at this tournament? Uh, close combat if i can get into a fight phase with you you're pretty much gonna die but on the flip side of that i have to get into close combat with you because yeah. like i was saying i've i've had matches i'm literally just running around the whole battle board trying to get into a fight with them and i can't even touch them um since you've actually had some experience with other editions have you noticed just like i know in one sense close combat mechanically got weaker but mm-hmm. The it feels like the benefits of close combat are a lot stronger now too. And have you had a chance to feel that? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Like, like I was saying, my army's mostly uh, close combat driven. Like all my things, all my bonuses are driven towards that. Like I have uh, hunters unleashed, where it's like a charge and I get plus one. Oh, a charge, then charged, or heroically intervene, I get plus one to hit. 
Then there's also the shock assault, which boosts that same thing, but I get an extra attack when I charge and stuff like that. So a lot of my everything for my chapter, like the Space Wolves, is driven towards that aspect of the gameplay. So it's more or less like I don't aim for that, but like I gotta try and find that even balance there. Like I can't just have say Thunderwolves, Wolfen, and uh, some Terminators with Thunderhammers and then just call it a day. I also need some firepower, <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to get left in the dust kind of deal. Yeah, the good point. And, and yeah, because you need something like what if somebody brings a flyer or something like that. You, yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, so what would be, on, on the flip side, uh, what something do you think is the biggest thing that's going to be holding you back? Uh... I don't know. I haven't played Tau since the change. I remember they were a big thing because they could shoot at you and then jump pack back. So as long as like that's gone, if they could just stay. Yeah, if they could stay at bay. That's what I was saying. Like I can't get into combat with them. I could still shoot them down a bit with some of the the units that I have. But um, mostly stuff like that, or even um, like a heavy psyker uh, concentrated army, more or less. Some like uh, say Thousand Suns, for example. Yeah, or or Zeech some like some that has like a bunch of spite uh, smites or stuff like that. Because if you can get mortal wounds off, you just eliminate my thunder or my storm shields, which is basically that's the main thing keeping a lot of my army alive as well. Yeah, you and pay, if that just bypasses all that. Well, it's I'm just done. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, when when you have to lean heavily on that invulnerable save, mortal wounds are the devil. Yeah, but I did learn one thing from the last tournament. There's um. A litany for my priest. It uh, it gives me a five up heal, no pain against mortal wounds. So I'm gonna bring that this time. I, oh. I thought about it the first time. I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. I'll go with this other one instead. And then it's like, ah, oh, I probably should have taken it just for that extra protection. So. Yeah, just because somebody who who brought the mortal wound, uh, the mortal wound hurt on you. Um, the first match against the Tyranids, he didn't get that many off, unfortunately for him, but. Uh, <laughs> Like, that was the thing I was going up and I'm like oh I'm playing Tyranids and I'm looking at his army I'm like oh he's got quite a few psychers because they got the uh, was it the Xenothropes if they're in a group together they can do the Zonethropes more damage with the or Zonethropes yeah, yeah they can do more damage with their uh, smites and stuff like that so that's what I was just I was just trying to think of something more what is it like a universal toolkit rather than just like okay I'm just gonna run in there and smash I still have to think somewhat defensive or like even against like once again going in that balance like oh you need some heavy guns for the bigger units but i found the last couple or like eighth thing going into ninth it's a lot of troops and big blobs and stuff like that so you almost need a lot of smaller firepower as well to take them down so yeah it, everything's got its got its place it's a challenge mm -hmm. it is really a challenge to try to make something balanced for that and, but you know what you're right there's a lot of there are a lot of ways that a lot of different armies have to sneak in mortal wounds whether it's you know, Space Marines hitting a charge and popping that strat where it's like, hey, every one of my guys that gets into you, I roll a dice on a four up, you take a mortal wound, right? That oh, can cause yeah, exactly. a lot of problems for your list, even just right there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that could that could be very helpful. So, um, are there any secondary objectives that you find have been really working out for you with this kind of list? Uh, what was the three that I took? I always took the th same three at the tournament, and they were working fairly well. Uh, I can't remember their names. So it's One, it's uh, Killing Characters. Yeah, Assassinate. Yeah. Um, I believe the other one was in that turn, or that battle round, I should say, it was Kill More Models than the other unit. 
Um, uh, kill more units, sorry, than the other yeah. than the other player. Grind them down, yeah. Yeah, grind them down, yeah. And what was the third one? The third oh, one's always was, the hard um, one. <laughs> I, I think it was attack on all fronts or something like that. I have on more... all fronts, yes. Yes, yes, I believe that was the third one. And I consistently use that, and they, for the most part, they paid off for me. It all the, but the whole, um, the assassinate one, it varied, like, that varied, because one guy would have three characters, one guy would have one character, and you know what I mean, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you wouldn't necessarily always take it, but, but you no, found... No, no, but that one, like I was saying, that one was, a. I took that for the most part, and it worked out fairly well for me. But so I actually, I actually find it really interesting that you mentioned the grind them down because uh, that takes a lot of faith that your army is going to survive their return fire, that you're not going to lose a whole lot of units. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're really banking on killing like at least, really at least two of their units a turn. Yeah, exactly. But I just <laughs> take my chances, hope for the best, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, as you probably have heard, the Grinning Demon is running a very unique uh, painting contest with the dual diorama. So, yeah, having yes. two models locked in combat with each other. You know, it doesn't really specify, you know, any size or what locked in combat really means. So, you know, a lot of creative freedom with that. But um, it's definitely very different from normal. And I really, personally, I, I've really enjoyed the idea of it. But it's definitely a challenge to do. This is not your normal put together a nice army and present it, right? Is this... Yeah, exactly. Uh, is this something that you're planning to take part in? I'm going to do my best to do it. Uh, I mean, it's all if I can get my one particular model pad drawn up enough, and then I got to get the, the counter unit to go with it. I was just going to... Like, even Matt was asking to borrow one of my guys so he could do um, the diorama there, so I was going to call one of my buddies and see if I can borrow one of theirs and do the same idea. You know, just not a, I'm just not 100% sure what kind of set, what model I'm going to use or use against yet. That's the whole thing. I'm going to try my best. If I can, I can. Bonus. You know what? I, I'm, I'm totally spitballing here just because it is such a classic, iconic thing of Space Wolves. Is that if ever you are engaged in a fight where you're allied with Dark Angels, the, the Space Wolves and the Dark Angels have a ritual where they reenact kind of like a, ba- a fight that happened between their Primarchs. And it's it's not meant to, like, they're not meant to kill each other, just meant to kind of, like, bruise each other up and get each other riled up. And there's even stratagems in the game right now for it. Wouldn't it be cool to have a Dark Angel fighting a Space Wolf with, like, a whole bunch of other Marines kind of around, um, in almost like a circle kind of thing, just going, like, come on, come on, get him, get him, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, just having a friendly sparring match there when everybody ruined him on. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, um, so... For the event, are there any lists you're hoping to be able to play against, or any people you're hoping to play against? And at the same time, is there anything you're hoping to not play against? Any people you're hoping to uh, avoid having to play against, such as like you know your your own team, your own group of, of players, because guys always play each other anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, I haven't seen fully the roster, so I couldn't really say a hundred percent. No list well, published my, at this point. I know point. my one buddy's supposed to be running an orc army. I wouldn't mind fighting them because he's Ooh. kind of shooty in uh, close combat at the same time. So I wouldn't mind just like getting into like the middle of the field and just ramming together and just ripping each other apart there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, aside from that, though, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't mind a couple rematches against um, the guys I played as well. So I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. What, what's uh, what's one rematch you would really hope for? 
Um, the Necron and the Tyranid for sure. So probably, I guess that's Aaron. Like Aaron Bethan. was the Necron, and I forget the Tyranid off the top of my head. The, the Tyranid was probably Aaron. The Necron was probably Ed. Oh, okay. I'm probably getting them all backwards. Yeah. I'm good with faces. I'm bad with names. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know what? I'm the exact same way. <laughs> It's a good thing that I do this with, like, a computer screen in front of me so I can go, hey, so your name's this. Yeah, because, uh, oh, man, I am I am so bad with names. It is it is remarkable yeah. that I remembered my wife's name after just, like, meeting her twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we run, there there was one other question that um, I, one of your – one of the Sturgeon Fall guys I interviewed just before you, uh, which was uh, Dan – he had asked me a question then, and, and you know, I think it's a it's a great one, especially with all the newer players that are around town, uh, people that are kind of coming in and joining our gaming community. Uh, is there anything that the Grinning Demon or, you know, tournaments in Sudbury here in general could do that would really help out for players that are new to the game or just getting into things? Uh, I can think of a few things. Like even, well... Granted, right now it's kind of all screwy there with the COVID, but mm -hmm. uh, like one thing would just be like having kind of like an open house thing. It's like, oh, we have this tournament coming on. You could have people spectate and actually kind of see how it plays out and stuff like that. So they kind of get a good feel for that. Um, the only other thing I can think of is maybe uh, varying the point size, maybe just so just so like it's not as big grand scale like someone just comes in they're like oh my god this is like a five hour match i don't know if i could put that much time into it right now but if they say let's say a 500 or a thousand point game or even 750 it's more or less it's just like an hour or two at the most it's just more like a quick skirmish kind of like um what's that one kill team yeah yeah it's just it's more it's slower it's smaller they can actually just get like a quick feel for it kind of deal something like that you know, I think before, um, I think before all the COVID stuff really dropped, there and maybe maybe even while there was that the lull after the first wave, I think there was some real discussion happening in town about doing a, a thousand point tournament because that is absolutely a real issue that you know you're getting in, you don't have, you're struggling to get to two thousand points, and. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have to struggle to get there. You want to be able to have a game where you're, you're comfortable, uh, maybe have that same amount of time, but with a smaller game so you can spend more time looking up your rules, looking, uh, you know, making your measurements, kind of making some decisions and some choices on what you're going to do. That could be that could be really helpful. Absolutely. Because yeah. I found, like, one of the main things was... Uh, I understand we have to do it for the turn, but it was the time limit because... For the most part, we're in my, uh, like, turn three, maybe turn four at the most by the time, like, uh, that's said and done. And it's honestly, you could keep, we could have kept going for a bit there, but I understand the time constraints and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah, like you said, if you had a smaller one, you could at least have time, like, oh, I got less army, so I could spend more time looking at stuff like that. And it's not taking, say, 30 minutes just to move an army around the, the board and stuff like that. I know for myself, like, okay, I, I'm now here I am going to be playing Devil's Advocate on myself. <laughs> yeah. um i know for myself when i'm here with my friends oh god no pretty much i there's never enough time i oh you, no never. you could give me a thousand point game and if you tell me i don't have to use up i'm not on a clock or anything like that i will will just chat we'll move units back and forth we'll 
com contemplate like, oh, what is this here? This new interaction kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like, they, yeah. So I, it, you always end up using however much time you have, but absolutely it would be, if, if you had the same amount of time for a smaller points level, people that are really already into it, you're right. They would they would get through their turns faster, and that would give more time for the people that are needing that extra time. Yeah, and that's, exactly. And that's the, that's the main difference. I mean, I'm wasting time just chatting. I'm not I'm not spending that time really investing. Uh, whereas for somebody that's newer, they are really spending that time investing, and it's time well spent. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Great. Well, Eric, is there anything else you want to chat about today? Uh, no. I think that's good. Uh, hopefully this tournament goes off without a swing there and then go from there. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time here with me. I'm, I've been having a blast with you guys from Sturgeon Falls. Or, well, you're not really from... You are and you aren't. You're in Sudbury, <laughs> yeah. but you play I with the Sturgeon... Back and forth. Yeah, you go back and forth. You're, you're, you're part of the Sturgeon Falls crew. You're part of the new kids on the block. That's right. Here... Uh, so yes, Dan, he didn't put a, a name for your for your group for your little team of guys from Sturgeon Falls. You got a chance right now to set a name for yourselves. What do we all call you guys? Oh, I'm not taking that up. I'm uh, not going on the spot throwing a name out for the crew there. So. <laughs> there, oh, you just said it, the crew. You just said it. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> so you guys are the crew. All right, so Eric, uh, so uh, Eric, thank you, you and all the crew. Uh, for for joining us on this. We look forward to seeing you guys there. All right, thanks for having me, man. Not a problem. And to everybody else out there, thank you for still listening to this series. Hope to we're going to have more folks coming up. Uh, thanks for listening. Keep on wargaming. Keep scoring those primaries. <laughs>